Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned that I would be releasing my conversation with Mark Nepo as the first episode of those pre-recorded chats during my hiatus. However, with everything going on in the world, and, and it just seems like there's a lot more heightened stress and fear and anxiety for so many people, I just felt called to release this conversation with my dear friend and spiritual mentor, Panash Desai. It is so timely, and it really aligns with the direction of fire and soul, which is to fuel our conscious evolution and deepen our self-awareness. And this conversation certainly had me thinking about things differently, and I'm hoping that it helps you do the same, because isn't that really the point, right? Question our own inner narrative and get back to self-love, which is exactly what's going to happen for you as you are present to this conversation. So what I love that really stood out for me was his take on what our purpose is in the planet. It's not what you think it is. He also talks about how why you never why you never need a healing and and why that's one of the biggest myths out there amongst humanity. And he also shares why the significance driven existence of so many that we've always admired in the past is absolutely crumbling before our eyes and how to embrace what's coming through as an invitation, if not a demand for many of us instead. That and so much more. Uh, I really hope it's as valuable for you as it was for me to be in it. And I'm just really thrilled to share it with you. Now, before we drop into this conversation, I want to let you know that my signature program, Live Video Mastery, is open. And uh, this is the first time that I've opened the doors in over two years. And so this is who it's for. If you are a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a service provider, certainly if you're a coach, a leader, an expert, a guide, a trainer, but your sales strategy isn't doing you any favors or you're not being as intentional as you wish that you were about building your community online and really engaging with your future customers and clients, this is a must-have for you. Inside Live Video Mastery, you will learn to create and launch a wildly impactful and authentic live sales pitch. Even if you're like, oh, I could never go on video or I could never go live or I'm so not tech savvy or salesy or maybe you even have thoughts like I used to and still sometimes can, which is what would others think of me if I did or said that. There's so much transformation that happens inside this incredible six-week container. And this is the very program with the framework that I developed after selling $220 million worth of stuff on live TV that is at the core of Live Video Mastery that's not only helped me grow my business, but also now thousands of others, including my students and clients, grow their businesses and to the tune of over $20 million in revenue in a very short period of time. So if this piques your curiosity at all, and if you really want to grow your business in today's online space, then head on over to michelle-sorrow.com forward slash L-V-M. It's also going to be in the show notes for you. All right, my friends, without further ado, here is wonderful conversation that I hope is deeply helpful for you in this time with my dear friend, Panash Desai. Panash Desai to bring the Fire and Soul podcast off a hiatus. (laughs) I am so excited to drop in with you, my friend. How are you? Really good. It's an absolute joy for me to be with you. And uh, as always, Michelle, I just look forward to our time together. 
Me too. I mean, you know, when I think back to the first time that you were on this show, it was it was released on February 10th in 2020. You and I had met at Rhythmia under some plant medicine and a lot of really cool things. You healed me completely of body dysmorphia in five minutes of holding your hand. And I'll never forget that. And I've been liberated ever since. It's been sustainable. But to think like, wow, we worked together one-on-one throughout 2020. What a year that was. And then to be here full circle, there's so much to catch up on. So what have you been doing? I mean, besides like thousands of call to call meditations that everybody that well, so listens to. Let's start, let's, let's start with how we met and our experience okay. of what actually happened. So, and, and this is important because this is going to lay a context for our conversation and maybe a new paradigm for people to kind of step into and begin to kind of allow themselves to entertain. Mm. from my vantage point or vista when i met you right just like when i meet everybody uh there was nothing wrong with you there was nothing missing in you Mm. so as i see you and as i experience you you're just in your infinite potential Mm. the only problem was that you kept looking to people who didn't love themselves and didn't like themselves for validation as to who you were and how well you were doing And so as I've been finding myself saying recently, we have to at some point stop looking to human beings for what we can only give ourselves, this greater connection and this greater truth that we're looking for, right? So you, out of the context of the perceptions of others, perfect. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing to heal, nothing to fix, nothing to change, nothing to improve, just perfect. But when you place yourself in the context of the perception of others, how other people see you, well, then that's where all of the suffering comes from. Because mm. then all of a sudden we have these expectations that are false expectations. We have all of these assumptions that are false assumptions. So when I met you, I just met the divinity that you are. I met the love that you are. I met mm. the light that you are. And in meeting you and just acknowledging that about you, all of a sudden every part of you goes, oh, well, wait a minute, hang on a minute. I remember this. Yes. I remember that this is the truth of who I am. That these labels and these things that are going on in my life are not really the truth of who I am. And then little by little, layer by layer, all of these things begin to fall away. Why? Yes. Because in the presence of the truth, the illusion can never be supported. Mm. In the presence of the truth, all of these imprints that we've received have no choice but to dissolve. Mm. And so in that moment, when I'm with you and just being with you, what happened? Well, what happened was in that moment... You allowed yourself to be the totality of who you are. Mm. And the, the, the end result of that is all of these things, these assumptions, these expectations, these false narratives, these uh, limitations that have been spoken over you, dissolved. Mm. Mm. And in their disillusion, you begin to access harmony and balance and love and acceptance in everything that's already present in you. And not just in mm. you, but in everybody else, you see. And you see, this is how we met, and this is what you experienced. And so what you call healing actually isn't really healing. It's just loving. (laughs) It's just being available and accepting. Because healing would imply that there was something fundamentally at the level of design wrong with you, that there was a, Mm. a, a design level imperfection, that this infinite intelligence that made you didn't know what it was doing or that it was off right? But the truth is, our lives, the totality of our lives, our stories, our pain, our trauma, what we perceive to be the best day and the worst day, it's all necessary. And it's Mm. all necessary. Why? Because my life makes sense when I meet you. Mm. 
In the context of my experiences and my story, I have no point of relationship as to why I've had these experiences until I meet you. And when I meet mm. you, all of a sudden my whole life makes sense. Why? Because every single thing that I, that I went through and that I had gone through, I went through for you for that precise moment. And so we have to get beyond this reductionist way of being to where we're saying, okay, we should get rid of things to cultivating a more inclusive framework for who we are. And then in time, allowing the greater purpose for the story, for the anger, for the sadness, for the emotion, for the self-hatred, for the thoughts, for the beliefs, for the physical things, the revelation of the greater purpose of them to show up. And they will. You see, so what I've realized is, and I know you know this, is that actually no part of my life belongs to me. My story mm. isn't personal. My, my form isn't personal. My emotional state isn't personal. The state of my mind is not personal. My identity isn't even personal. That actually it's just all the way it needs to be so that I can share whatever's flowing through me. And that mm. just happens to be love. <laughs> yes. And so, and, and this is what we are. This is who we are. And this is the absolute sea change that we're undergoing right now is that mm. there's no mode there's no technique there's no modality there's no teaching outside of us we are the the instrument the mode the modality the teaching you know and what's interesting too is that the culmination of that time at rhythmia mother ayahuasca and all of her glory in shamanic tradition they say mother ayahuasca in india they say kundalini shakti in christian mysticism it's the holy spirit it's all the same maternal divine mother phenomenon said you are the medicine yes you are the medicine you see and so now here we are here we are in this place and space of remembrance and of truth well wait a minute like we are the medicine so if we're yeah. the medicine well then that means that we're not the problem we're not the issue we're not the drama we're not the story we're not the trauma we're not the abuse we're not the thoughts we're not the identity we're actually something mm -hmm that's transcendent or beyond all of that, that flows through this thing called being human. And that mm -hmm. thing is love. That's it. And we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my friend. So, so what's so beautiful about everything that you just shared is that I remember first time you're on this podcast and you talked about how we are all just as human nature, trying to avoid a feeling with suppression mm. and oppression and the numbing out. And I didn't even really know what you were saying because I wasn't fully ready. You knew I was ready, you were planting seeds, right? Mm. You had gone before, you were living this. And and then I worked with you one-on-one -on -one and, and then you, you basically said, you know what your problem is? <laughs> You're like, you need to be with your rage. And I was like, fuck you. What do you mean my rage? Of course, right? Like, because you said it to me in front of 40 mm -hmm. people in, in the desert of California, because you knew you could. Later, you said that you're like, I knew I could. You had to go first because you could go first. Like, I knew. And I was like, what are you talking about? I worked on that piece, Panache, for the next two years. Mm. I didn't, I didn't fully, I'm getting the chills right now because it's just so incredible to be here with you now and to understand finally what you meant by not avoiding the shadow, the inner critic that's so vicious mm. and cruel, right? She had been in my known past and still can be in moments, but then to not run from that. And then my sacred rage and understanding that, and it's going to be there. And it's part of a transmutation when I need it, but to no longer be afraid to face off with it, right? Mm. That it's just part of my being. And then what that allows me 
which is what you've been saying along, is to finally align with the truth of who I am, which is divinity personified. You had me on a quest. You had me going off and taking photos and capturing images where you're like, I want you to do something. I want you to just, anytime you capture divinity personified, send it to me in a text. And then I remember the day that I turned the camera on me, you know, and you're like, there. And so everything you're saying, I fully get, I'm, I'm, I'm learning even more and more to source, to anchor, to embody. And, um, and I'm just so grateful to be here. But it's our last conversation, my friend, that really blew me away the most, because this is something we've been talking about a lot on the show. And I, I can't wait to dive into this with you. You said to me, you're ready for the next level. You called me and you're like, let's go. We're ready for the next level. And I said, okay. And you said, I don't want you to be attached to your interpretation of highest self and lowest lowest self i.e shadow yeah, become yeah. awareness itself that's mm -hmm. the next season so can we talk about that because that's where we are as, as as a humanity if we're willing yeah so you can't use the word high vibration and human in the same sentence mm -hmm. there is nothing high vibrational about being a human being oh wow but also there's nothing wow. low vibrational about being a human being either <laughs> Oh, right? so good. So, so, so we have to get to a place where we realize that uh, in transformation, what we've been doing is trying to attain some assumption or some framework around what freedom is and what it looks like. And what I've mm. discovered is that freedom is the inclusion of it all, right? So um, a way of looking at it that works really well is to say, okay, well, the unconscious is one side of the coin and the conscious is the other side of the coin, but the coin is consciousness itself. And who and what we are is this being and this witness of these two seemingly dissonant aspects of ourselves that are actually the totality of who we are, right? And so what's happening now more and more and what I'm experiencing community-wide and people that come to Cold Calm and group alignment sessions and impact is that people are more peaceful in their lives. Why? Because they don't need to stand over themselves from a place of judgment or evaluation they don't need to understand what happened because they realize that there's not a lot that they can do about that but now they're coming to this place of acceptance of themselves the way they are and the acceptance of their experience and the acceptance of what's happening in the world now mm. people would say to me well all right well let's look at the world okay well why do you expect the world to be any different we don't love each other, we don't like each other, we don't love ourselves, we don't like ourselves, we're still living in separation, there's still scarcity, there still isn't collaboration. So what exactly are you hoping for here? Because really yes. in truth, we're getting the version of human that we need to have, why? Mm. So that we can fully become aware of the version of human that we are collectively, as this expression mm. called humanity, you see? But what's mm. happened is, we haven't been willing to authentically look at the totality of ourselves as human beings. Mm. Mm. So we've been focusing on these aspects of ourselves like, oh, I have to be conscious or I have to be high vibrational or I have to think high vibrational thoughts or positive thoughts or eat certain foods or live a certain lifestyle. And that's all unsustainable and inauthentic. Why? Mm. Because then you have yet more ammunition to use against yourself in moments when you do get angry or you do get sad or you do have a thought. So, so here's the thing, right? If, if there's no failure, then there's no need for any fear. Mm. Mm. So if we, if we forgo this 
notion of expectation or this notion of assumption of how one is supposed to be, then we can't fail. Well, then we don't need to be afraid. And in that moment, mm. we have compassion and we open our heart to ourselves in the midst of whatever's going on, which on any given day is some version of being human. Yes. You know, and the yeah. simplicity provides you the freedom to be. Mm. Mm. Simplicity is sanity. I mean, that is just like the mantra that I've been hearing over and over and over. Yeah. You know, when you talk about playing out in the world and then our relation to it, what I got last year, exactly this time last year, as we are recording in real time in November um, 22 on 11, 11 at 11 AM. I mean, come on portal. Um, but what, <laughs> thank you for choosing such a sacred time. I was like, of course, of course you chose this time. But what I got present to when I first kind of saw, okay, what I understood to be happening in the world and the global cult and the evil and all that. And I was like, I need to be able to get present to the evil within that plays out, right? Yeah. The fear, the stress, the rage. And I didn't fully understand that. But once I was mm. able to face that and to be with that and to learn how to transmute it in moments, mm. then I was like, bring it on. And the last, and I really mean that that's just not hyperbole right there. That is like mm. real because what ultimately happened is I realized that nothing could hurt my soul. Mm -mm. And that's what you and I talked about before. I was like, I don't want to come back to 3D Earth like again. And you're like, you're not going to. I was like, you're right. I'm not going to. I think maybe it's just that. And you're like, no, you're, you're just not. But it's like when you're willing to face your own mortality, you're not afraid of that because you know who you really are. Even if you can't fully intellectualize that, but you have this sense, then it's like, you want to, I don't know about you, but like, I want to honor what I came to this life for. I want to work out that relation to the karma. I want to, I want to honor it deeply, which means not being afraid to look at the evil within and the evil without. And then also look at the divinity, the love, the purity within, which is, I think, sometimes scarier for so many people. You're so right on track. And this is so perfect. So, so check out what we're exploring right now. Are you ready? <laughs> The yeah. reason why you were angry and why you had the anger was because you were trying to source yourself from humanity. So no matter mm -hmm. how much you loved, no matter how much you gave, no matter how much you turned yourself inside out for other people and tried to become whatever version that you needed to be for them, it was never enough. And that's the source mm -hmm. of the anger, right? But here's the thing. Your purpose isn't to be here for humanity. You came here mm -hmm. for the planet. You see, what we forget is that the earth beneath our feet has the capacity to receive the totality of our light, love and presence. As long as you continue to try and source yourself through other human beings, you're going to experience limitation, frustration, anger, depression, anxiety and everything else. But once you realize, well, hey, wait a minute, actually what I am is a giant human acupuncture needle and I'm here for this beautiful planet, right? And my role is to allow this love, light and presence that I am to be fully shared with the present, with the beautiful planet beneath my feet. And the more I do that, the more I'm fully received. Because what we want more than anything is to be seen, is to be received, right? But if you spend an entire lifetime trying everything imaginable to be seen and received by another person, and all you get is rejection and abandonment, well, of course you're gonna be angry. But yeah. after a while, you have to realize that it's not your fault. Humanity, human beings, do not have the capacity to understand you. They do not have the capacity to receive your love. They do not have the capacity to receive you. 
the only thing in existence right now that we have access to that can actually receive the totality of who you are is the earth beneath your feet and that is why you are here it just so happens that humanity happens to be here so i said it yesterday i said here's the deal people i said you came here for the main squeeze and your main squeeze is planet earth i said stop messing with these side chick humans i said you guys are wasting your time messing around with these side chick humans right and then you're frustrated because because you're distracted by all these side chick humans i said you didn't come here for humanity you came here for planet earth planet earth is your main squeeze that's where you have to focus your attention and your energy right and see and this is the and then, and then this is where the freedom comes from because because yes. the, because the thought is oh my god i'm here for human beings hum, other people have to understand me other people have to get this other people have to love themselves other people have to like themselves but michelle the truth is the majority of people on this planet are incapable of loving themselves right. and liking themselves and getting this right? right a few generations from now it's going to be self-evident that we are these divine beings and that we're love right so anytime you need a sense of belonging or a sense of connection just feel your feet on the earth and feel the pulsation yeah. of energy and presence there, right? And just allow this love, light and presence that you are to be shared with the earth beneath you. And watch what happens. Yeah. Watch mm. what happens. This is so beautiful that you're saying this because one of the things that was coming through for me several months ago, loud and clear, when I was literally feeling another layer of the snakeskin shedding, like this old identity, old paradigm, the known history, right? And I was like, I don't know what's what's emerging, but I'm allowing for the rebirth yet again. What was coming through, and it felt like a message from, I would have called it highest self at that point, but I'm sure it was God. I love reclaiming the word God. It works for me. But divine love, right? Source, the isness and allness that ever has been and ever will be. The message was when I get in vibrational harmony with Mother Earth, then that is my sacred service. That is my offering, right? As a steward of spirit. And I didn't even really understand what that meant. It was like, but this, but this now makes so much sense that you're saying this because it's like, and I want to get your thoughts on is Mother Earth in an ascension? Is that why I heard that message? Because it was like all this stress that people are putting on, on themselves to somehow learn how to ascend. It's like, I'm pretty sure all we need to do is open our hearts, firmly plant our feet in the soil of this beautiful archangel known as Mother Gaia, honor her with reverence and sincerity and get into that vibrational harmony as much as I know how to do as a human, but it's a remembrance. My soul knows what's really happening. And it relieves me. What you're saying here is a tremendous relief of all this pressure of that I'm doing this and, the, and or I'm here for humanity. That very act in and of itself will be a gift and a ripple effect. It will benefit. But it takes this pressure off of having to do anything other than honor Mother Earth. Is she in an ascension? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 here's, and people couldn't see your face. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, right? Like, here's the cool thing. Yeah. Like, check it. So, so you can't yeah. solve a problem at the same level of consciousness at which it was created. Yeah. Right. But, but let's not forget that who's making the mess down here is human beings. Right. Human beings aren't going to solve this. We're not going to resolve it. We're not going to bring it into harmony. We're not going to do it. The earth is doing it. 
And we're here in support of the earth. That's why I like this whole human acupuncture description, needle description, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because then it's like, okay, well, what am I? I'm a, wherever I am, whatever place and space that I'm in, whatever geographical location, I'm here to bring my love, light and presence to the earth beneath my feet. And it's literally like getting acupuncture, like you're bringing this beautiful, loving presence that you have to the earth. Why? Because the earth is shifting. And we're yeah. the only species on this planet that's in a perpetual state of imbalance because we have falsely claimed superiority over every other species that we cohabitate with, right? Mm. And what's happening is humanity is becoming natural. Well, why are we becoming natural? Well, because we're returning to nature and returning to simplicity. It doesn't mean we all have to go and move out to the wilderness, you know, and live this hermetic lifestyle. That's not it. But it's just getting to a place of inner harmony and balance. And that supports the planet. Why? Because then we become a benevolent presence on the earth, right? Mm. And here's the blessing. In that regard, then we don't have to stop being a human being. We're still human. We're still, we're still a part of all of this. It's just that we remember why we're here. I didn't come here for people. I came here for the planet. I came here to bring this light, this consciousness, this love to the earth. So yeah, the yeah. earth is completely going through an ascension. Um, humanity is going through an ascension by proxy. But yeah. humanity is not the solution. They're just fortunate enough to be carried over as the vibration of the planet expands and increases, right? Mm. And also, the planet's being unburdened of our constant consumption, our significance-driven life, our need to prove something about ourselves, right? Mm. The, Mother Earth is being freed of that burden of overconsumption. Because once you get to the practicality and the simplicity of it, you realize what's important. You have a roof over your head, couple of meals a day, you know, human interaction with people that you really resonate with, you know, it, it's not much, right? Like it doesn't take much, like comfy clothing, you know, like it's not a lot really. So on the basic, basic level of human need, our needs mm. aren't that great. We're very simple, right. right? So that simplicity then supports the earth. So yes, absolutely. Mm. The earth is going through an ascension and um, humanity is just along for the ride. But human beings are in no way in charge of the ascension. They're in no way facilitating the ascension. They are by proxy beneficiaries of the ascension that is happening. Okay, is there is there anyone that would be excluded from the from the ascension in from from your observation or knowing? No, nobody's excluded because because you see collectively, like who is it that a mother doesn't love? Exactly. Right. Thank like, you for it's right. so obvious. So, so a mother loves everybody, right? Like, and, and we're not talking about the conditional form of love that most of you have experienced that you call love, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the more universal manifestation of the word love, right? And, and it's this wonderful, inclusive, maternal, loving presence, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that loves everybody and everything, right? And mm -hmm. nothing is excluded from that, you see? Mm -hmm. And so everybody is along for the ride, everybody. What? About those, and I don't know if you've been in these conversations, but what about those that are adamant that this is a spiritual war that's beyond planet Earth, that's the Galactic Federation and the, you know, all of that. Um, and so therefore, and then they've got some very strong ideas about exclusions, right? Like you have to have read the Bible and accept Lord Jesus. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not where I am, but I'm just curious, like if you've heard that or if you're aware mm -hmm. of that and how that of course ties into the transhumanism endeavor it's very clear mm -hmm. there is some sort of agenda but like what do you say about that kind of 
storyline. Human beings like projecting their incompletions onto the world and trying mm -hmm. to fix them outside of themselves. So if you're mm -hmm. living in some polarity, duality, prison inside of yourself, well, then you create this oppositional relationship with life and the universe and reality. And then you believe that there's something out there that's coming to get you, right? That but from what I've experienced, there isn't anything outside of you coming to get you. These are all just manifestations of your own state of being, right? And interpretations right. of your own state of consciousness. And so mm -hmm. if you're not inclusive with yourself, well, then naturally you, you preach an uh, exclusive way of being that doesn't mm. allow everyone to be a part of it, right? But that, mm. I mean, that's not a new game. It's a very old ancient human game, right? It's not, yeah. it's, it's been, it's the oldest game in the book, you know? It's like, oh, I know, let me take all of my incompletions and just project them onto everybody and then make everybody else responsible, right? For what I'm unwilling to deal with inside of myself, you know? That's and after all, I... Yeah, but that's just where we are as a species, right? Like, mm. you know, in the evolutionary cycle of where we are as a species, we're barely crawling, you know, and yet we think we're, we've got something going on here. We have nothing going on here. There's nothing going on here. We are not the most evolved expression of life in creation. No way. Not even, not even close. And actually, the funny thing is, I said, you know, Interestingly enough, maybe what this is is a reality TV show and there are light beings and other dimensional beings all over just enjoying this weekly installment of the humans, right? And what, <laughs> what, and what kind of mischief are the, are the desperate humans of planet Earth getting into this week? You know, it's just, but this is the stuff that we have to deal with is these, these conversations based in duality, based in separation, based in non-reality, based in delusion sometimes, fueled by mm -hmm. pain right? Instead of just the simple truth, hey, you know what? Mm, not that big a deal. Just love everyone. You don't have to like everybody. Just do your best to love everybody. That's it, right? And, oh, and, and, and these wars and these things, right, Michelle? Exhausting. I mean, listen, would you rather get a massage and a facial or would you rather be in an interdimensional multi-galactic war? I don't know. I mean, for me, I'd rather just get a massage and a facial. <laughs> Just yes. enjoy my yes. enjoy my experience of being a human being. It's like multi-dimensional intergalactic war sounds slightly above my pay grade. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But the desire and the trickery, right? Of call it lower self shadow or what? Like I gotta figure this out, and this is what I know to be truth. And it's like that is just it's more of the same. Yeah, it's so true. But you know, I'll be honest, and 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 my listeners know it's like they know this about me and I'll just speak the truth. It's like, if you would have said that to me a year ago, I would have fought back because it would have felt so important. I said to it to you a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why we didn't talk for another nine months. You're like, you're going to have to chew on that one for a while. Let that, we're just going to let that piece of tofu marinate for a minute. <laughs> So true. I did not understand the importance of actually something that you posted on Instagram a few days ago. And it's, it's a quote. It's like, when you are in harmony with yourself, everything mm -hmm. unfolds with grace and ease. And it's like, that is just the truth. But right, but we want to be, we, if we can't even be with our own shadow, our own darkness, our own fear, our own rage and shame and all these things that we've been suppressing our entire lives, then of course, we're not going to be able to be with any of that. And, and want to think that like, we have to know every little detail to give ourselves some sense of 
uh, certainty, right? From a nervous system that's so overwhelmed that doesn't know how to be with uncertainty, with the unknown. Right. It's like, God, if we could just come back to the present moment, which is what you teach, it's what you embody, it's what you teach us how to source and anchor within ourselves. Come back to the present moment, that's where all your power is, the, the presence of peace, because ain't nothing else guaranteed. Live this moment. We were on the phone a few weeks ago and you were like, Michelle, open your heart and go live because this is a blip. Don't get caught up in what's happening in the world or on Telegram or whatever, like go live. Well, I did. I've completely opened my heart and fallen in love and he's near you and will come visit you and Jan and the kids. And it's like, but I was so caught up in like, my man had to be unvaccinated. He had to be this, he had to be that. And it's like, whoa, I had all these rules that were just more of the same of what kept me alone and isolated in my pain and suffering. Mm. Mm. Yay. There's a lot there. <laughs> so good Yay. when you get radically honest, man. <laughs> exactly. Hey, and isn't it supposed to be fun? I'm having it so much fun, Michelle. Hard and heavy. Yeah. I'm having so much fun. I, you know, human beings have this pff, amazing capacity to work themselves up into a fairly well. I just don't understand it. You know, I just like when I'm not <laughs> when I'm not doing my call to calms. I'm just walking, enjoying the chipmunks and the squirrels and the woodchucks. Every now and again, I'll see a deer. The deer will see me. We'll kind of have eye contact with each other. Maybe there's a baby deer. You know, like life is pretty simple, man. Like I don't understand why everyone's getting so worked up about. But wow, everyone's worked up about everything all the time, all the time, everywhere, because nobody wants to really be with themselves. So now everything's the problem. Everyone's nobody can have an opinion. God, if anyone has an opinion, then everyone's against the opinion. It's just gotten to a point where it's just wild, right? And and, and it's just yet more division, <laughs> yes. yet more separation, right? And it's just yet more nonsense. And it's just yet a bigger distraction. So this is why mm -hmm. I just have to introduce this moment of sanity. You didn't come here for humanity. You didn't come here for other people to understand you. You didn't come here for, uh, for, for people to love themselves. You didn't even come here for people to like themselves. You came here to experience being yourself and to be here for the planet. And that's it. And at that point, if somebody gets it, they get it. If they understand it, they understand it. If they don't understand it, they don't understand it. They want to go off in intergalactic war, transhuman land. Fine. Have at it. Mazel tov. Let me know how it works out for you. You know, it's just like, after a while, it's like anything that disturbs your peace, it's just not worth it, right? Like after a while, it's like, what is worth it? You know, it. it's not that worth it. it. Yeah. Oh man. It's just not worth it. I know. Cause I lived in a, in a frenzy. I was paranoid and it felt like I had PTSD and I felt like I was literally going hysterical there for a good, you know, year. And then I just drank a lot of alcohol and smoked even more cigarettes. And, and then when I finally ripped all that away about 15 and a half months ago, it was like, then I was left with like, Oh, that's the thing you were telling me that I was me and everyone else pretty much on the planet was doing everything we could to try to avoid. Right. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to avoid this anymore. I don't know if I got a year or five years or four decades left in this life, but I really want to live. I want to be wholly alive, mm. you know, and it takes courage to face the parts of ourselves that we have been running from and escaping from our whole lives. But it's like, I don't know about you, but I want to honor what I came here for, which is to love myself and to honor this beautiful mother Gaia that we have mm -hmm. the privilege to walk on. 
We do. And we're such a funny species, honestly. Like, if you're taking it seriously, you're just missing the whole point. Like, have you ever taken the time to observe how funny you are? Like, the stuff that you think and the stuff that you feel and then the stuff that you get upset about. We are the funniest species ever, man. Like, I, I don't know how you could ever have a moment of being serious and like, or like have a moment of being bored ever in your life, right? Like, you just have to honestly just take the time to be with this collective expression called humanity and just scratch mm -hmm. your head in awe and wonder, like, how did all of yeah. this come into being? Like, it is amazing <laughs> to me that all yeah. of this exists, yeah. you know? And it's that joy, that curiosity that brings, that brings the aliveness. Yeah, that joy and curiosity. It doesn't have to be so heavy and serious. And that was the other thing that you really taught me. It's like, okay, great. Go face all that rage, right? And 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 have some curiosity around it. Don't don't allow that to be another addiction into something that like is going to validate what's wrong with me. It's like, wow, you know, that you know, back in the day, you you came on when you were about to go on a on a very big book tour remember for you are enough one of my favorite weeks of all time and and then all that got shut down fairly fast because you and i did this in february of 2020 and then by like you know third week of march boom everything was in lockdown but um the you are enough i mean the whole premise is, is you are not broken mm -hmm. you know it's like but but yet somehow we're addicted to this 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 low self-worth what do we do to get ourselves free from that it's sustainable. Well, I think the I think the first thing is to identify the points of invalidation that you have, right? So if there's no on ramp into love, then there's no off ramp from love, right? But we've created mm -hmm. these imaginary on ramps and off ramps, right? So it's like anger, mm -hmm. off ramp, harmony, on ramp, right? Kindness, oh, on ramp, you know, moment of self loathing, off ramp. Right. And it's like we're just continuing to play this game of like on ramp, off ramp. But these are all self-imposed constraints. Right. Yeah. And the reason why we have this relationship with ourselves is because the rejection of others becomes self-rejection. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that self-rejection perpetuates the pain and the separation and everything else. And then we typically need mm -hmm. some kind of an addiction to cope with the pain of the self-rejection that we're experiencing. It's normal. Right. And so this is life. But after a while, we realize, mm -hmm. well, hey, wait a minute. I have a PhD in self-rejection. I've yeah. tried fixing myself, healing myself, improving myself, aligning my chakras. I've done everything imaginable. How about <laughs> now I finally start to accept and embrace myself and see how that goes. Let me try accepting myself. How about I accept the fact that I have feelings, accept the fact that my mind is the way that it is, accept the fact that I look the way that I look, that I live where I live, that I have what I have that I don't have what I don't have, thank God, right? Like, how about I just get to this place where I realize, hang on a minute, there is a certain perfection to my design in relationship mm. to my life. And in fact, mm. I've been created perfectly in order to live my life. I'm fully capable of living my life. So at some point, yeah, you get bored of the rejection and you, and you, and you get bored of the on-ramp, off-ramp, on-ramp, off-ramp situation. And then finally, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to stay in this experience called being Michelle. Or I'm going to stay mm -hmm. in this experience called being Panache. And whatever happens, I'm just going to be in the acceptance of it, right? Yeah. Because even if it doesn't make sense to me now, it's a part of who I need to be for the future. Just like the past mm -hmm. was nothing mm -hmm. more than preparation for who I am in the present, the present is nothing more than preparation for who I need to be in the future. 
And oh, by the way, none of that's personal either. When I meet someone one day who's going through something, who's angry or going through addiction or questioning relationship or whatever, in that moment then, everything I've gone through will make sense because I'll have realized that I've gone through everything for that person. Yes. You see? It's like, so it's that, like you're yeah. reading my journal. This yeah. is exactly like it's on, know, it's online it's like, michelle yeah your journal's online it's in this giant hall of records <laughs> that everybody has access to <laughs> oh i wanted to ask you what are your what are your thoughts on the akashic records and how that all works so i i feel like human beings give themselves way too much credit for stuff so we think we know something about something but let me just give you some context okay <laughs> we're talking about infinity here all right. Yeah. So what we do is we, <laughs> we, we as human beings try and translate infinity in whatever way we can that makes sense to us. So I'll give it to you in the context of near death experiences. Let's say you love Jesus. You're going down the tunnel, same tunnel as everybody else. You get to the end of the tunnel. Jesus is waiting for you. Why? Because that's the version of the infinite that you love and you believe in. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're an atheist, Einstein's waiting there. If you're, you know, if you're a Hindu, Krishna's waiting there or Shiva's waiting there. It doesn't matter, right? Ultimately, the infinite takes whatever form it needs to take for you. But we, in our feeble attempt as human beings to try and reconcile the infinite nature of reality, have created all of these constructs and these programs and these ideas and these things that then we perpetuate, right? Now, have you and I already have this conversation somewhere in space and time? Absolutely. Is there a record of it? Absolutely. But do I need to know what that place is called? No. Do I need to have any access to that place? No. I just need to enjoy the fact that I'm having this conversation with you right now. And I also need to understand that at that point, because in some place in space and time it's already happened, can't mess it up. So if, if all oh, of this yeah. indeed has already happened and unfolded, then we can't mess it up. Right. And the other thing is then what we do then is we, we, we take our, our intuition, our guidance, all that we are, and we get, and we externalize it. Oh, it's this record, this record, that record, this ascended master, this elf, this fairy, this archangel, this being, that being. Right. And again, instead of that, how about we just recognize, well, wait a minute, like I have access to everything inside of me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, why can't we just be our own gurus and our own intuitives and our own mediums and our own, you know, everything like and, and, and we are right. And this is what we're coming back to is hang on a minute. I can no longer externalize spiritual authority, my intuition. I can no longer externalize anything. I have to realize that not only have I been created perfectly in order to live my life, but I also have access to the intuition that I need in order to live it. Mm -hmm right in order to mm. in order to be fully empowered in the midst of living it right mm. and so when you boil it down the simple truth of it is you can't mess it up everyone's created all of these things because they think they can right, right? but the truth is you can't mess it up why because it's your life and you're living yeah. it and you're capable of living it no matter what it is and listen one day it's going to be cancer Next day, it's going to be divorce. Next day, somebody's going to die. Next day, you're going to win the lottery. Next day, you're going to fall in love. Next day, you're going to have kids. Next day, one of your kids may be taken from you prematurely. It doesn't matter. It's life. 
But at some point, this thing called life has to stop being a problem. And then we can stop mm. looking for answers and just live. Mm. So beautifully said. It's, it's like coming home to the beloved within. <laughs> and that's the sacred union. And then, and then from there, it's like no matter what unfolds, it's all part of what's supposed to unfold instead of being in some sort of a conflict or trying to um, uh, navigate and or control, right? Like right. what has already been, you know, uh, would you call it predestined? Totally. Okay. It's the only, it's the only version of life and living that makes any sense to me. You know, and here's what's mm -hmm. weird, right? Like, when you actually go see a medium or a psychic or a tarot reader or any of these people that are intuitively gifted, uh, are they reading the future or are they actually tapping into what's already happened? Mm. Because how is there a record of you unless all of this has already happened, right? Yeah. All of this has to have already happened because there's a record of you. The entirety of your life is already present somewhere, right? And so we have to get to a place where we realize, okay, well, if all of this has already happened, then I, I don't need to be in control. I can let go mm -hmm. of the wheel. You know, I can just let little baby Krishna just drive me around everywhere, you know, or <laughs> little baby Jesus, you know, just or little baby Maha being, can angel being can just drive me around. Like, I don't need to know. I'm like, you, you know what, little baby awesome being, you just take the wheel, like you drive. I'm okay, like I'm good back here, right? Like, you know, and then there's freedom in that because then there's no need to understand anything, yeah? Like the only reason why people feel the need to understand the thing is because they're afraid and then they have to exert some level of control over their life. Okay. But, but again, it all stems from a finite individual trying to reconcile infinity <laughs> and find their place within infinity, right? That's all it is. So all these things are just finite beings trying to reconcile the infinite nature of their lives. So beautiful. I have a question for you around you keep talking about where we are we are returning to simplicity we are returning to our true nature right mm -hmm. and and really honoring our planet mother earth mm -hmm. how do you see that playing out if if there is i mean we just talked about you can't really plan a future but like what is your sense of this as we begin to wrap this conversation? Because that's the biggest question, right? That that everybody asks, everybody on a mm -hmm. podcast, which is how do you see this thing playing out? It's like I have an answer, but I want to hear what you have to say um, about what you're seeing play out, especially knowing that you have four young children. We're being humbled. Mm -hmm. We're being brought back to our hearts. We're realizing the mm -hmm. cost of living a significance-driven life. We're realizing the, the impact that it has on our mental health, our relationships, our finances, our well-being, our, our sustainable uh, state. We're realizing that it's completely unsustainable. It's not working for the people that are preaching it, uh, and mm -hmm. it's not working for the people that are practicing it. And so at some point we have to realize that you know, this significance-driven existence where we need to have ownership over more is a prison sentence. And mm. we're being humbled, you know, we're being shown like, you know, right now, you know, 11-11, uh, 2022, we're experiencing this whole thing with uh, a collapse of a crypto exchange. And it's classic, significance driven, build it faster, scale it, grow it, build it on fumes, build it on thin air, and hope for the best, right? And hope nobody finds out. And, you know, and we've right. had a million examples of this. And so at some point, we have to realize that we have to come into harmony with who we are 
by building mm. everything on a platform of peace. Because yes. what we're being made aware of is everywhere where we have been building our lives on a platform of pain and that the mm. pain has been the fuel that has driven the significance driven existence, mm. right? The mm. need to, the need to be right, the need to be more, the need to have more, the need to outcompete and outwill and out whatever. Mm. It's unsustainable. And mm. so now more and more people are being humbled in one form or another. Like the world is being shown that, hey, living this way isn't working. Right. right. And so in the end, we all love each other. That's the spoiler alert. Right. We're just going through. <laughs> we're just going through the phases that we have to go through to get to that finality where we all realize not only do we all love each other. I hate to break this to everybody, but we're all the same being. The same yes. infinite being is expressing itself through all of us. Hello. I know, shocking, but true. And this is, <laughs> and this is where you end up, no. right? This, this realization that every single person that I meet is the same part of the infinite being that I am. And that's, <sighs> and that's how it ends. It's the big Scooby-Doo reveal ending, Michelle. Everyone all of yes. a sudden, everyone has their mask taken off and all of a sudden the light just reveals itself in everybody. See, you know what? That's exactly it, though. That's, you know, as you were talking, I'm like, how how would I actually describe this in words that, you know, someone could understand? It was like, the mask is off. There's no more performing. There's no more proving. At least this is my way of being in the world and the reality that I'm reclaiming. And so how do I see it ending? It's like, it's how I'm being. Mm -hmm. How I'm being right now is the way that it will be in a minute from now, a week from now, a decade from now. Just continue to be right? Well, everything that we've been talking about here, why am I so caught up in the future? It's never served me before. It was never enough. And I was never good enough anyway, or I was going to lose it all. It was just constant anxiety. And I didn't even know that that was running me until I got so present to the, to the nuanced subtlety of, of you are just run by, you are not enough. And it's like, wow, the only answer here is to learn how to love and accept myself and to yeah. be embodied in the present moment. And then just to allow spirit to reveal the next maybe step, me being courageous enough to listen, you know, and to walk it. And, and I mean, it has provided for every dream that I could have ever, I wouldn't even have known to have hoped for the experience of my life, the spaciousness, Panache, the peace, the the room to slow everything down and to actually be present with myself sometimes i'll literally hear myself blurt out loud like i love you you know or like i'm so proud of you and i'm like who you know in the beginning it was like who just said that and it was just it was witness and it's it's just so beautiful when you can learn to be in that vibrational harmony and so i'm just i'm literally like if i get another year three years, people are talking about nuclear bombs in 2025. It's like, then I just want to live. I want to connect with people like you that I deeply resonate with. And I want to talk about all that really matters, which is this whole conversation. It just where I want this podcast to go, because it's been on a hiatus. It's like, let's talk about what it means to fully live hearts wide open, you know, honoring our earth, honoring one another, but, but, but embodying the love. I mean, I just said a lot and I didn't mean to say that much, but I'm just so excited to be in this conversation with you because even though you're not speaking this moment, I feel you're receiving and, and we're just like, it's a dance in this beautiful arena. Yeah. And I think the main thing mm. is 
it's just a pleasure to love every facet of who people are, right? Mm. Like it's a joy, you know, and we can either just take the time to love every facet of who somebody is, or we can get caught up in all of the nonsense that just keeps us in fear, keeps us in separation, keeps us in scarcity, keeps us not sleeping at night, or we can just love every facet of who everybody is. You know, I loved mm. Angry Michelle, honestly. Like, she was my favorite, not gonna lie. I liked feisty, angry Michelle. I like conspiracy theory Michelle, too. The world's ending, aliens are warring with each other. I like that version of Michelle. I like the not in a relationship version of Michelle. I like the in relationship version of Michelle. Like, I have had the pleasure of loving every shade of Michelle that Michelle has ever shown me. And this is my joy. And this is where connection and harmony comes from it comes from relating with the version of humanity that's being presented to you and realizing that you're just being presented with an aspect of yourself that just wants to be embraced that's all yeah, it's not hard beautiful. you know yeah wow but no, I personally i miss angry i miss angry michelle let's let's have <laughs> let's have a weekend of angry michelle again sometime soon <laughs> I don't know a whole weekend. That's super stressful on my okay, nervous all right. system. Okay, Sunday. <gasps> Sunday. Let's have a Sunday. Of Let's have an angry Michelle Sunday. Yeah, spicy, spicy Sundays. Sacred rage Sundays. Oh, my God, for sure. I mean, do you think, do you think there's something, though, to that sacred rage practice? I think, I think there's something to you just being adorable and being who you are. And I just think that every and I just think that everyone's adorable in being who they are. You know, the the problem is that we seem to compartmentalize ourselves and think that some aspect of us is not okay and it shouldn't be celebrated and it shouldn't be allowed. And but guess what? It's how you feel. Who am I mm -hmm. to deny you how you feel? You feel mm -hmm. that way, right? Mm -hmm. All I can do is meet you in that feeling. And the only reason why people deny you in that feeling is because they're uncomfortable with it in themselves. So here right. you are walking around like a, you know, a giant reflection for people, but people don't want to look in the mirror and hug themselves. They want to look in the mirror and have an aversion to it or try and fix it or try and correct it or go to spiritually go and be better than it, you know, and this is mm -hmm. what people are doing. They're just adapting in the presence of the truth. I just don't well, need to adapt anymore. No, you don't. You allow us to to yeah. even show up in the room um, with our mask on, right? Our mask yeah, of love perfection, it. mask of hiding, right? It's like mask off. Like you see past the mask anyway, but it's like yeah. when you're in that way and you're seen and known in that realm, then you also do get a little bit braver to to get curious about what would my life actually be like if I just let go of this mask. Yeah. And look at how creative you were in making it in the first place, you know? I mean, this is, the thing, this, this is the thing that we also don't take, right? We don't take into consideration and appreciate, right? Look at how creative we were. My God, look at how creative we are in creating these narratives that keep us in separation. Look at how creative we are in, in keeping these experiences in place that keep us in scarcity. Like, look at how creative we are. We're such an amazingly creative species. You know, we have to celebrate that. You know, this is just really reminding me once and for all, like how, how important it is for me to like be off of the alternative media. I'm off of all the other media anyway, but like the telegram channels, the rumbles, it's like, it just, it doesn't serve me, you know? And it's like, no. God, just take a breather and just remember moments like this and connecting with you. Yeah. And like, this is truth for me. Yeah. This I like the, the I like the, myself. I like the Woodchuck News Network. It's great. It's adorable. It's cute. It's just a little bundle of awesomeness. It just 
shows up in your life and then it just waddles away with its awesome self and you know it's just adorable you know it, it's like adorable. i just love nature I, lo I love sourcing my experience of being a human being through nature it just it's just so much easier you know have at For it humans sure. have at it For i like sure. the, i like the nature version you guys do you <laughs> all you humans do you boo i'm good with the deers and the woodchucks and the squirrels <laughs> i'm good <laughs> exactly how i feel oh my god i can't wait to soak up some nature with you um in the blue ridge mountains any final thoughts questions or anything you'd like to add before we wrap my friend i just think everybody's wonderful and i, th and I think it's time that people just allow themselves to be wonderful and um mm -hmm. you know in the event that you want to be supported in that show up you know i do a morning meditation every day i've been doing it for like 850 something days now uh, just show up every day and just talk about what I feel like talking about and just support people in whatever way they need to be supported. And it's a joy, honestly, it's a joy. Because at some mm -hmm. point we have to realize that this whole being human thing is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. such a gift to be a human being. Mm -hmm. We spend so mm -hmm. much time not wanting to be here and then having mm -hmm. justifications as to why it isn't safe to be here. That we miss the mm -hmm. point of the magic and the awe and the wonder that it is to be here and so i just love sharing all that stuff and we have so much fun and we laugh a lot and nobody takes themselves seriously and you know you'll tell your friends and family that you're doing your meditation but you'll be laughing so hard that they'll just be wondering what on earth is this meditation that this person is doing right so it's time to tune into something that really supports you in being mm -hmm. you couldn't agree more i have so many friends and listeners to this show who tune in to a call yeah. to come. I'll be sure to leave that. I can't wait to live on the East Coast so that I can actually join y'all live. Um, because that's something that I, I definitely look forward to experiencing. I just can't thank you enough for coming on and uh, getting me out of hiatus. Uh, the greatest honor ever, you know, just to connect and drop in, um, you know, and bringing a lot of light and love and truth to this this field that we've created, this portal on this really special day. So I just love you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being in my life. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>